Today's Real Talk, Justin Kazepis. The show where you talk all things North Carolina real estate, business, and life. We're excited you're here. And I'm joined today with two guests in studio, two experts in the Cornelius Marketplace, Josh and Charlene Deering. Two experts. Two experts. Born and raised, brother. Born and raised. So this is the funny thing. We all have known each other for quite some time. Because to be an expert, you have to have been in a marketplace for a significant amount of time. That, that, that I think, t- length of time in a marketplace is a qualifier to determine whether or not you are an expert. And I, w- I went out on a little Duble Date on Friday night. Okay, we went, we went to Peninsula Prime. We went to Peninsula Prime. Bill was there. Bill's on the sticks. He's on the sticks every show here. And we go, and I'm looking at this menu, and I say, wait a second, there's a... There's a Deering Teeny on this menu at Peninsula Prime. And I say to myself, and we look at the waitress and we're like, is this, is this? And she was like, Josh and Charlene. And I was like, that's oddly specific. <laughs> that's oddly specific. So you guys have your own drink on a menu at a restaurant in Cornelius, Peninsula Prime at the end of Jaton. Okay, first off, how did that happen? What's up? True story. Yes. How did that happen? I don't even know how that happened. We might frequent there a little Yeah. Too much? Well, you know what? I think... We like to get out and see all kinds of new, like, what's happening in sure. restaurants. You have to, right? Yes. So we might get out a little too much, Just They said they didn't leave, so we'll just put them on the menu. Maybe then they'll leave. It's a regular drink we ordered, like... Well, you know, so a Deering Teeny is an espresso martini, Yeah. Right? Oh. So that's what it is, because yes. nowhere around like Norman had a good espresso martini until Peninsula Prime opened up. You you combo up espresso and martini. Y'all got y'all y'all are wild. Well, you know I'm already high energy, so it's like that's right. We get we get to the restaurant. We're ordering um, espresso martinis, and after we ordered so many, every time we show up, they're like, "We got to name this after." Wow. Here. Yeah. So there you go. And so you guys grew up here locally in the area. We did. And now you're doing real estate. So what firm are we with officially now? Where where are we at? Well, now we are officially with. Sirhant, North Carolina. Rocking the S on the chest here. The S on the chest. I'm rocking it. (laughs) If you uh, are watching uh, on our video stream, so we video stream all of our local content. So right now, in addition to being on the radio, we are also on WSICnews.com. We are on Facebook Live right now. We are on Instagram Live, the very first show for WSIC where we are on Instagram Live right now. And so you can see us, and you can see this S on us just for Sirhant, the brand. New brand entering the marketplace here in North Carolina. That's correct. I saw Ryan Sirhant on TV years ago on Million Dollar Listing New York. That's right. I thought this dude was crazy. Oh, he is. He is crazy. (laughs) But you guys are now connected with Ryan, and you guys are now with the new brokerage firm in North Carolina, Sirhant. What's it been like working with Ryan and his team? Yeah, so... It's been amazing, man. Ryan is an absolute beast, and everyone if you're if you're anyone who's anyone in real estate, you know who Ryan Serhan is. He's widely considered probably the number one real estate agent in the world. Um, he's up there with with several agents, but he's he's right there. I would say anywhere between one and three. He is just always back and forth. But you know how that goes with business. Um, but yeah, so long ago. He launched Sell It Like Sirhan, which is a course opportunity for agents anywhere around the world to be a part of, um, you know, Ryan's network. And, you know, as real estate agents, you're always trying to network, especially internationally. So 
I'm in Charlene's ear about it. Like, we got to do this. And it was so funny because we were like the very first agents to get connected. Mm -hmm. And she was like, this isn't true. There's no way. This isn't Ryan, you know? And then... Well, so many people can say that they're putting out a course, right? right. But if they're actually involved in it and behind it and you're actually speaking to them is another thing. That's, that's right. And we were a little... We were a little hesitant, but anyway, so we we definitely got on board. Next thing you know, Ryan and I are doing business. Charlene, Ryan, and I are doing business. He's like, I'm expanding into six different markets. North Carolina is going to be one of them, and I'm I want you guys. And we said, Where do we sign, brother? Yeah, yeah. It just happened that fast. Like it just was kismet together, basically. Is well, that what I happened? I wouldn't say it happened that fast. We met him first in like 2017. But as things kind of changed through the pandemic, as Ryan's business changed, you know, we were the first people he came to for North Carolina. Yeah, the a relationship was definitely formed over time. But yeah, but he uh, turned to us, and you know, he's he's been following us, you know, and we started doing video because of Ryan. Ryan is like he's the perfect brand guide of of what the roadmap you should follow to really learn how to brand yourself and shout it from the rooftops. And so we've taken his model and we implemented it here and our business has just skyrocketed. So it only made sense when the firm came here to be a part of it. And so we know each other from high school, middle school days, right? Which is funny. Charlene uh -oh. went to Hopewell. Josh went to North. A rivalry that has now kindled into a romance. So you guys now being married, husband and wife team. What's that been like being in the town you grew up in and now, you know, being a business and entrepreneur, specifically real estate in this ever-changing market? I mean, I think it's awesome. I don't think that our business would be where it is without it, just because we are so well-connected. People trust us. And then... When we have people moving from out of town, our goal is to really give them the whole experience of the area. And I think that they really trust us and they know that we're, you know, genuine because we love this place. So who better to sell it than us? I mean, we've never left. We're not leaving. So. Yeah. And we always joke like we're seven years apart. Yes. Babe. And we're <laughs> seven years apart. We're always like, look, she grew up in Cornelius. I grew up in Huntersville. Yeah. You know our paths cross <laughs> somewhere. There's only like one restaurant around here. Especially back then. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Everyone's on the same road every day, right? <laughs> yeah. you, are you on Catawba or Sam Ferdinand? Which one right. are you on? That's and right. It's either everybody. one or the other. That's right. And so as you guys have now evolved the business model, you guys are building a team. You're building really a brand here locally. So you've got the Deering team, which is part of Sirhan. And so right. what is your current status of your team and how things are going there? Yeah, so I just onboarded. So I'm the broker in charge of all of North Carolina for Sirhan. Wow. So I'm in charge of onboarding everybody. I just onboarded this guy across yeah. from me too. So now he's official. <laughs> but we're Here, babe, take care of this for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah. <laughs> um, so now we have almost our whole team onboarded. So there's 12 of us. And then once my team is set up and ready to go, we're growing the whole state out. So we have agents in Raleigh, Asheville, just kind of everywhere forming referral partners that'll be with Yeah, Sirhan. I mean, we're not just we're not just hiring anybody, right? We're looking for hungry real estate agents who kind of know the the direction of where real estate's going with the social media, the the AI, you know, that's happening and, and really taking over the industry and just wanting to be a part of something different. I think Sirhant is a perfect brand that is an outside the box brand. I mean, they're just, they're different, you know? So... That's who we're looking for. And you guys do a great job with your videos. I, it's Thank one you. thing that I think you guys have done very, very well. It's tasteful too, right? Because like there's entertainment 
and but then there's actually like showing value as an agent and what it means to be an agent in the marketplace. So many agents are trying to do Instagram now, sure. and so I think one of the things that we'll get into today, um, we're gonna we're gonna go through what is it really like for a buyer in the marketplace right now locally. That that's one thing about this program is to focus on the local marketplace. It's so easy to fall into a trap with all of the internet marketing of an agent who says a bunch of things on the internet, but then when it comes down to brass tacks and walking clients through a transaction, it's very, very difficult to make it through that process unless you have a skilled team working alongside you. Buyers and sellers are two completely different things too. What you do for a seller is not gonna be the same thing for a buyer. What, what you do with a seller in the current marketplace who's gonna move and stay in the same marketplace versus someone moving from somewhere else into the marketplace, all of those are very, very different. And so I have been um, able to watch you guys previously as my law firm, as you guys know when I sold it, that you you guys know what you're doing, which I appreciate because I got to experience a lot of real estate brokers. I have probably experienced a significant portion of real estate brokers throughout the entire community. And I can say with confidence that you two have been top notch the entire, Thank you, entire Thank time. You. So you're listening to today's Real Talk, the show that focuses on North Carolina real estate, business, and life. I'm sitting down with Josh and Charlene Deering of the Deering team, now with Sir Hant, who has entered the marketplace Ooh. here in North Carolina. These are your Cornelius experts coming right back. And welcome back to today's Real Talk, the game show where you win a free house. No, 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 no. We can't give away a free house because the numbers are absolutely insane. If we were giving away houses in this marketplace right now, that would be a very scary thought. Justin Kazep is with you. Today's Real Talk, uh, WSICnews.com. We are live streaming this video. Facebook, we are live streaming this video. Uh, Instagram, we are live streaming the very first time for WSIC. Twitter, also LinkedIn, we are also live on video on as well. I'm joined in studio by Josh and Charlene Deering of the Deering team with Sir Hant, uh, brokerage coming into North Carolina with what seems to be fire systems that are really going to help buyers and sellers navigate this marketplace with you guys as experts behind the helm. <laughs> so let's talk about buyers in the marketplace right now okay. because everyone is wondering what the heck is going on with real estate. Uh, you know, when, when Jay Powell comes on the stage and talks about interest rates and things are going to yeah. change and do I need to sell my house on sale tomorrow so the market doesn't take a nice dump on me, right? Like, so how how do you navigate this market for buyers and the way you guys see it right now? I think it's important that buyers know where their information is coming from and making sure that it's a trusted, reliable source. Also, things on a national scale aren't necessarily what matters for people right here in Cornelius and Lake Norman. You know, what's going on in other right. places in the country where things are slowing down, that's not necessarily the same case here. So just being with somebody who knows the market, knows the area, understands prices, days on market, all of that I think is super important. Yeah. Well, I read something the other day that roughly 92% of owners have a less than 6% interest rate. And so I think what's happening is they're locked into such a good rate that they're not looking to sell and dive into maybe a, obviously a higher rate. So inventory has been, been somewhat tight right now. But it's still a great time to buy because, you know, it's not dog-eat-dog dog out there where, you know, earlier, um, you know, COVID or after COVID, you were 
Twenty thousand over asking, fighting ten. Twenty thousand—that's light. Yeah. Twenty thousand. Yeah. Let's be honest. And non-refundable <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you were giving up your firstborn just to try and, um, you know, get a house. But it's not like that now. So, I think that is. is I wanted to say that because it's good to know. You know, it's good for the audience to know that um, you can, you can, we can get you closing costs now. We can get your interest rate down. We're doing two one buy downs now. Um, so explain what that means, a 2-1 buy-down yes. for somebody. So basically, we're working with solid lenders out there where we're Charlene and I are negotiating closing costs coming from the seller in order um, for us to get that, obviously, we're, we're looking at, you know, properties that are probably been sitting on a little longer. Um, you're not going to get, you know, 10000 in closing costs on a house that just hit the market. But if it's, you know, if it's been sitting there a little bit longer, we're able to really get... Um, more closing costs, we're able to use that closing cost and, and help buy down your rate. So what the lender does is they take, um, you know, basically that money and they um, use that to buy down uh, two points in the first year and then one point in the second, year. one point in the second year. So I think that's, that's solid because who knows what's going to happen in what, two, three years right. from now when you could potentially refinance and, you know, your rate may be even lower, you yeah. know? And, and so you're talking about 2021, 2022, the dog fight that yeah. was real estate, right? Who would have ever guessed that the market would have just exploded the way it did with COVID? I think everyone being locked up in their house and like, oh my gosh, I need it. And then you've got so many people moving here from other places where exactly. the demand is real. Yep. It's it, You can't say it any other way. When I sit on these boards and these local committees that are talking about affordable housing, the only real solution is supply. Yep. So the supply is not going to catch up with the demand. I hope not anytime soon in North Carolina, because the only way that really happens is if jobs slip away, and nobody wants that in reality. So when you've got this market that is just on fire, and now things kind of take a little bit of a breather. I don't want to yep. say a, br a pause. It's right. not paused, because you've got so many people moving here with cash as well. How, how are you guys navigating when you've got a buyer with cash? What are some of the techniques you guys can use to really give yourself a strong position? So I think it really depends on the property and knowing how the property is priced originally, you know, knowing how many showings are set up because we're able to see that. So when we go in and schedule a showing for our buyer, we know if there's, you know, if showings are completely booked during the day, we know that that means there's a lot of other people looking at that house. So we're really good at gauging interest to see how hot the house is. This way we kind of know too, you know, our competition and what else we're going up against. We always ask the listing agent though uh, as well, absolutely. like, you know, do you have any offers? Are you expecting offers? They don't have to tell us if they have any that are cash. Sure, but that there's a little bit mean, of rule there. It yeah. doesn't mean we're not, you know, just kind of asking well, and seeing what me. we I'm, can find out. Tip, yeah. I tiptoe the line a little bit, but definitely, um, definitely. Charlene's telling him to calm down over Look, here. Look, as your broker in charge <laughs> over here That's now. Right. But, you know, you got to ask the right questions. And I think, you know, reaching out to the agent, kind of being prepared before you even go in to, to see the house and having all the information is, is what makes, um, you know, us knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. But... You were asking earlier, you know, what we do differently. And I feel like when people come from out of state and they're coming here to look at properties, or even if they're in state, they they may be, you know, in other hours away. Who, it doesn't matter. Either way, Charlene and I are trying to give them this overall, like, knowledge of what's happening around them, why this is a great buy because they may not know that down the street there's a, a brewery that's being built, you know, that's going to bring, you know, value to their property. 
And it's just knowing that and knowing what's going on around you and being like, you know, we said earlier, being born and raised here and just seeing the growth and always in the know, man. We're always in the know. Um, I think that's a, you know, that's a different um, skill, if you will, that we bring to the table than probably some of these other agents because we've been around the block. We know what's up. Yeah. And just like explaining due diligence to people who aren't, ex you know, aren't experienced with that, especially from out of state yes. too. And then people who do live here who might have heard of due diligence before, but they're not sure what to put down. I mean, Josh and I are on both ends of it. So we represent buyers and we represent sellers. So we really know what's competitive, what's going to get the deal done. If it is cash, we know we can go a little bit shorter on a due diligence period because that's more attractive to a seller. We can offer things like rent backs, just different situations where we can really pivot and make sure that our buyer's offer stands out. And if somebody's got a question, 844-STUDIO-4, if you want to give a call, let's see. I mean, maybe someone's got a question that's just lingering in their minds, right? People search for real estate on the weekends. They drive past, honey, what do you think that's worth? Mm -hmm. What do you think that is? And that's how it starts, right? Yep. It starts on the internet most of the time for people. So whenever you guys get introduced to somebody new, how do you make them feel comfortable with knowing like where the market's at, what it's been like? What are some of those things that you try to tell? these buyers that are looking yeah I think um, you know first thing we do is when they when we talk you know and they're coming to meet with us we we want to offer them an opportunity to ride in in the car with us you know because we, as we drive we want to give them that hometown experience we want to talk about the schools you know and give them a heads up on what's going on you know like I was saying earlier de the development around uh, these areas these neighborhoods that are you know just increasing in value so Giving them that hometown feel, I think that helps us, you know, really get in to be connected to these and finding out, you know, what, who they are, you know, how many kids they have, what are their hot points, you know, do they have a dog, you know, it's just st stuff that you would think you take for granted, but you need to know the client that you're dealing with and, and just get to know them on a more personal level. So that's how we do it. You've mentioned schools a couple of times. So as people move here mm -hmm. to the area, how important has schools been in the conversations for, for folks? It's very important. People just aren't really aware of our different school systems. If there's private schools, charter schools, you know, all of that good stuff. So as real estate agents, Josh and I have to be very careful. Obviously, we can't steer people in any sure. direction whatsoever. However, we have multiple different resources where we give them links to schools, average test scores, ratings, all of that good stuff so that they can make a very educated decision when it comes to that. Do you think that Corne which do you think Cornelius in particular, do you see the demand for Cornelius slowing off at all anytime no, soon? No, absolutely not. No. What do you think makes Cornelius so unique compared to other areas? Well, Go go, you go. No, you go, sweetie. Go, you <laughs> yeah, go, you sweetie. know what? I think it's. I think Cornelius, and you know this, but I'll let's talk to the audience here. I think Cornelius is a more established, uh, developed area. I think they've done a lot of things right. Um, it's the most, as you know, the most southern tip of Lake Norman. It has. A well, lot. as far as houses and everything, yes. Huntersville's got some. Huntersville's yeah. got, yeah. got a few, but not they much. Got a few. Yeah, that's... 73 right now, these new construction ones that are popping up, these mega mansions just yeah. popping up yeah. on something, it's crazy. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think um, I'm born and raised in Huntersville, and I live in Cornelius now, so I've, I've tasted both sides. Traitor. I know. <laughs> Don't tell my Huntersville uh, uh, friends that I'm saying this. But, yeah, so I, I just think, you know, Cornelius is... 
It's is, much smaller. It's what, like a quarter of the size of Huntersville. It's smaller. Yeah. It's a little more close-knit, I would say. More intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more exactly. intimate. Yeah. That's perfect. There's grass, right? There, right. But then there's like, also a good balance of commercial things to do, some That's destinations. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys see it changing for buyers? Do you think, like, we know the demand is going to stay here, but how do you think the market shifts for buyers, whether good or bad, as we move through, let's say, the rest of 2023? I think it could get a little bit more competitive now that it's summer and now that, you know, people are kind of in more of a time crunch to get into a house before school starts because they're just, like we were saying, there isn't much inventory right now. So you might have more buyers interested in the same house. So maybe coming in a little bit more competitive on offers, but still, I mean, nothing like it was two years ago. We're still able to get some great deals out there and you know, I don't think people have to settle for homes. I think there's still enough homes out there that they can get what they want. There's, there's Just definitely still acting enough. fast is very important. Time is important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Acting fast, and, and they're, like Charlene said, there's still enough out there. However, I will say another probably huge um, reason I, I know a lot of people like to use us is because we are local and, and we have the knowledge of homes that are looking to or, or sellers that are looking to sell but haven't listed it yet, right. or you know, like hey, you remember we did an off market deal in your in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, just off market deals are huge because that opens up the inventory even much for these buyers. And for me to have you know my ear low to the ground and, and catch wind of somebody looking to sell, now I can bring a buyer over and say, "Here's a house. Everything that you're looking for in the area that you are looking in, and you're not fighting." 10 people, you know, you're not having to pay over asking. So it's just another benefit. We're about to go to break here on the radio. Um, we are going to stick on the social stream. So if you're watching this video, social streams, today's real talk coming right back on the radio. Today's Real Talk. Justin Gazepis, North Carolina attorney, real estate broker, and investor, joined right now by Josh and Charlene Deering of the Deering team. Sir Hant, the brokerage firm coming into North Carolina, taking it by storm. Everybody needs to calm down and watch out. We do have a phone uh, caller on the phone, though, 844-STUDIO-4. If you've got a particular question about real estate in the local marketplace, Patricia's on the phone. Patricia, how we doing? I'm good. How are y'all? Oh, another day in paradise. What can we do to help? Well, I I was telling the other guy, I heard the back end in the middle, and I just had a few questions letting you know, besides Country Western, you got to do NASCAR. Oh, well, NASCAR, we do. We carry Cup Series here on, on Sundays. We do carry Cup Series. So if you're a Cup Series fan, you better be listening to WSIC. Okay, I shall. But I was born and raised in Miami through Pembroke Pines, moved here in 2005. I live in the northern end near Huntersville, like across the county lines. Great community. Charlotte is huge. Yeah. Highland Creek. Okay. I mean, Highland Creek, yeah, okay. And it, it was a planned, I mean, the Allers gave up the land. 
a very nice planned community. But we're also now being dwarfed by apartments, fighting developers. My question to you guys is, are you going to expand, like if I gave you a $1.4 million custom home listing in Maggie Valley, it's absolutely gorgeous. Or are you going to concentrate on Charlotte and helping? There's a lot of dilemmas. There's a lot of places you know, that need help and communities. And will you just gauge on million-dollar homes? That's a great question, but Patricia. But you didn't answer that by saying you went to look at 350000 so. Absolutely. No, that's a great question. It's a great topic, talking point. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and pull off the call, Patricia, and we are going to answer it. So please stick with us if you're on the radio or if you're on the video stream. Either way, we really appreciate the call. And anybody else who has a call wanting to know about North Carolina real estate, business, or life, and specifically we're talking about Cornelius right now, but really the North Mech region, Iredell County region, Josh and Charlene are true experts really across the board. But to Patricia's question, it brings up a great point. We're hearing it. We're seeing it everywhere right now, there's this kind of battle going on, right? As new projects come forward, we're all familiar with Laguna, right? At this point. How uh, can we uh, not be? Uh, I'm, I'm working on getting Jake on, on air probably next week. Hopefully I keep bug, bugging him a little bit to talk about it because there's this NIMBY conversation right now, not in my backyard to where, and, and I think it's more than not in my backyard. Another way I've heard it is, okay, get in the castle, now close the door. Right. And a lot of people who are here don't want this to turn into this kind of major metropolitan style area for the person with that concern maybe that's a seller let's say in the marketplace how do you have that conversation with them right now with the seller yeah i think it's just inevitable man i mean it's growth everywhere you turn i think it's just going to happen there's there's i mean perfect example we're in cornelius we live uh in magnolia estates and I don't, I can count on, you know, both hands, how many people didn't really care, but the rest of the neighborhood, they're building like a, a you know, a massive greenway back behind us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to happen. So growth is going to take place. And I think as a seller, you know, you just got to look, take the good with the bad pretty much. And um, yeah, you may not be looking at, you know, all woods and behind your yard, or if, you know, if it's coming close to your house, but you know, once it happens, it's it's probably going to raise the value, and you're going to bring more people, more development, more things are going to take place. So, the hindsight is your your home value increases. Well, it also depends on what the development is. Obviously, if they're putting condos behind your house, or if they're putting a greenway. I mean, a greenway is great for us. Sure. We have access to Burkdale. You know, that's a huge. Who doesn't feature. want more parks? Well, it depends right. on the person, though. Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Just you know, you have to take some of the good with the bad. But I sure. hope that. You know, the town really balances things out. None of us want apartments everywhere. We don't want the roads more crowded. I mean, you know, you have to look at all of it as a yeah, whole. Yeah, well, I think I think they're doing it right. I, I agree with that. I think, um, you know, a, as they start to build, they're obviously, hopefully they have a game plan of how can we make sure this traffic doesn't bottleneck here or how can we restructure this. And I know they uh, they have plans already for widening Oh yeah, seventy three. Yeah, one fifty, seventy three, Bailey Road, Catawba. Yeah. They're all on the list. They're Absolutely. All on the list. Yes. So you know, they're Cornelius. Although can you know, DOT can be a little slow, but you sure, know, it's get it's going to get there. It will eventually. And and I think what a lot of people the misconception is well, why aren't these developers building more roads? And the developers do a lot. I mean, the town the towns require the developers to put in a lot of infrastructure. Right. But when you're That's talking about your point. major thoroughfares, 
North Carolina does not approve dollars unless there's a need. Exactly. And so until you've got a problem, you're not going to get any money from the state. It's an interesting conversation happening right now about impact fees and developers basically putting money into a pot so then that way the towns can make some decisions mm. and have cash on hand to make improvements. Um, there's a lot of discrepancy right now in North Carolina as to whether that should be allowed, should not be allowed. Um, when you're talking about elected officials, right, it's almost a non-starter because good luck getting elected by saying that. But right. at the same time, we've got to come up with some type of solution. There's got to be some type of conversation and dialogue. So going back to sellers then at this market, are you finding your sellers staying in the local marketplace or are they only selling if they're getting out of town? I think we have a lot of people staying here. The yeah. only really times we have people moving out of town is like, you know, for a job or something like that. Or we have people that want to upsize, but they don't want to leave. They want to stay yeah. normally in this very general vicinity. I mean, we have a lot of people that are like, I need to be exit 30 to exit 25. Nowhere else. Do That's not right. show me a house if it's past those limits. Sure. Yeah, no one wants to leave. And look, I'm 40 years old. I haven't left, Justin. <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to leave. No, I'm not ever going to no, leave. No, listen, I would never leave. The reason being is it's just, this is the halfway point between, you know, obviously the north and the south. And I feel like there's so much going on. You got three hours to the beach. You got two hours to the mountains. You can do whatever you want to do. You know, you can enjoy both both sides. She's a beach girl. I'm a mountain guy. So, a divided know. family continues. Yes, the divided family continues. But we get to enjoy it, and it's not like we gotta fly. You know, fly anywhere to do it or drive five hours. I mean, it's very reasonable. Well, I mean, if you think about it, everybody from the north, like they all come down here to go to the beaches. They go to Carolina Beach. They right. go to Myrtle Beach of all places. You know, they're going out where we are, and we're just lucky to be here so close to it, too. Yeah, but no one, I mean, everyone... And we also have this giant lake that yeah, happens yeah. to be in our backyard. So. But no, when people are selling, they're 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 not relocating anywhere other than, you know, either they're going into Charlotte, maybe, because that's their job demand, or they're right here staying in Lake Norman and usually upgrading, you know. Let's briefly talk about Charlotte. It's a big conversation. It's not a little one. A lot of people in the North Mecklenburg Territory in particular, <clears throat> South Iredale in particular, they don't want anything to do with Charlotte, mm -hmm. right, when you think about it. When you ask them personally, how do you feel about Charlotte? What did you call me? That's basically the reaction you get. But there is a lot of benefit to being close to the city. Like we talked about, the airport alone, right, yep. the international airport having that close opens up a lot of doorways and a lot of opportunities to where companies will, are willing to be in North Mecklenburg, South Iredell because of the proximity to an international airport. What are you seeing as some trends in Charlotte in particular? Because that's a much more, even more diverse marketplace in all the different neighborhoods and that, pockets. That's one of the number one requests we get um, is they want to be in close proximity to Charlotte Douglas International Airport. Mm -hmm. And um, most people don't understand what the other stuff, you know, if you're not from here, if you're coming from out of town, you're... People are like, we just want to be within a 20-mile radius. So then we start kind of telling them about all these That's different a big areas, radius. showing <laughs> them, and then they really get a feel. And most of the time, people end up right here around the Lake Norman area just yeah. because of what it has to offer. I mean, like we said earlier, you're so close to the city. If you want to go into the city, great if you want that opportunity. If you never want to go into the city, then fine. I mean, you don't feel like you're in a major city when you're in the suburbs of Charlotte at all. No, I love Charlotte's my baby. It's It's clean... You know, I love going up there to enjoy. You got baseball games, basketball. We got a soccer team now, man. We do. We just went the other night. Did you? Well, did you have fun? We happened to use somebody's oh, tickets. Oh, did you that, have fun? That's right. Did they you, were your tickets. Did you have <laughs> fun? Thank you, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Did you I, have fun? We Justin, did. man, we had a blast. I love Charlotte, man. Just being, everything's kind of, you can walk now, you know. Um, it's walk, the walkability's phenomenal. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, we had a blast, brother. The the thing I love about the Charlotte FC games, the nighttime games. Oh yeah. Like you get out there at night and it's so like a fun. glow stick party. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I you're out there having a good time. If Panthers want to win and they want to rally, they need to have night games like that. Absolutely. That's what the NFL. The needs intensity to do. of those soccer games, man. The Panthers need to take note. That's right. Absolutely. You're listening to today's Real Talk, the show where we focus on North Carolina real estate, business, and life. 844-STUDIO-4. Give a call. Josh and Charlene Deering of the Deering Team, Sirhan Real Estate, here to answer those questions. Coming right back. You're listening to today's Real Talk, the show where we focus on North Carolina real estate, business, and life. Uh, 844-STUDIO-4. Still a couple minutes left if you've got a question about real estate. I'm sitting down with two expert brokers here in the Cornelius Marketplace, Josh and Charlene Deering of the Deering Team, part of Sirhant, which is a, a new brokerage firm here in North Carolina. You may have heard of Ryan Sirhant uh, from Million Dollar Listing New York. Uh, no, he's not just a joke on TV. He actually has real real estate systems, does really, really big deals, and does a lot of them. And so Josh and Charlene now are part of Sirhant, and they are coming here into North Carolina. I appreciate you both being here with Thank me. You. We've talked a a little bit about uh, buyers. We talked about the process. What is it like from what's it been like and where are we at now in the marketplace? We talked about sellers. What's the reality of being able to sell in the marketplace and stick around if you want to? Let's talk about the people that are renting right now. And maybe like they're not even like, where where am I? Am I a buyer? Am I not a buyer? You know, they're still kind of leaning and teetering. Uh, what are some of those steps that buyers that may be entering the marketplace? Because it doesn't have to happen overnight. It's a big decision to buy a house. I don't think everyone has to buy a house. But for those people renting right now that are considering, what would be a couple of practical tips you guys would want to remind them of as they begin that kind of looky-loo process? I would say one of the most important things is, one, connecting with, a, obviously, a local real estate agent like ourselves who know the area and, you know, where you can get the best thing for your buck, just things like that, but also connecting with a lender. This way you have an idea of kind of the range that you can qualify for and the range that you're comfortable with. If you know what your monthly payments are going to be, then you know kind of what price range you can look at. Then we can start sending them homes and they can see if it's even something they want to pursue, if what they want is available and where it's available. So just kind of having your ducks in a row so that you're yeah. ready. If a wonderful house does come up, I think that's the most important steps. Yeah, we're even um, with renters, you know, they're like, oh, well, we're stuck in this lease for six months or, you know, until the end of the year. But with the market the way it is now, Justin, we're able to basically talk to these renters and say, hey, if the perfect house comes along, don't let that be the reason you're going to stay in rent because we can negotiate where the seller could potentially help to break your lease. So there's, there's pretty strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's a big sense of relief because it costs a lot of money to cash up front to buy a house Absolutely. these days, right? Yes. Due diligence. We talked about due diligence. A lot of people are shocked when they come to North Carolina and they're like, wait a minute, I have to pay for this time to investigate the property. And then I got to pay for all the inspections. And wait, even after I do all these inspections and find things wrong with the house, there's still a potential the seller may say, no, they're not repairing anything. That's kind of a shock to the system. Is there a baseline you guys think when you think about like dollars to close or percentage? Like what's kind of the rule when you get into some of those financial conversations with buyers for the first time home buyer? What do you think is kind of like a good fast rule or where do you guys see your role in that? Well, I think it really depends. We like to kind of talk to them and be upfront and understand, you know, what they're working with, how much they need for That's a right. down payment. Then we talk to the lender and figure out how much their closing costs will be. Plus, based on what we know with inspections, appraisal, everything else that kind of goes into a purchase, and then we know how to craft the offer so that it makes sense to them. Do they want more money off the price, or do they not want as much money off the price, but we, they want us to get them more in closing so it's less upfront they need to bring? So it's just really talking to your buyer, 
knowing their needs and kind of understanding that, and then we can structure something that makes the most sense for them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she I said it perfectly. Say, did you? Say say no took more. the words right no. out of your mouth. Say no more. That's what. A, that's a husband and wife team if I've ever seen one right <laughs> yep. there. So one of the features now on wsicnews.com is the ability for people to search for real estate. How important do you think it is to utilize local data when searching for real estate compared to the big players like the Zillows of the world and the other mega conglomerate search tools? I yes. think we could have a whole radio oh show just on this, but definitely using the local sites that are up to date. Because people will get on, you know, a site that starts with a Z or some other ones out there. You can there. say Zillow on here. It doesn't okay. buy. It doesn't tell <laughs> me. Yeah. Zestimates are not accurate. So it's like for the, you know what right. I mean? So it's. So people will get on there. They'll have fake sense of pricing based on Zestimates and things. Sellers will think their house can sell for one number and they're just, you know, way off, whether it be up or down. And then buyers fall in love with homes they see and Zillow hasn't caught up yet. So. They've right. been under contract, they've closed, and here buyers are thinking they can schedule a showing and go see it. Well, I think it's important to know that Zillow's never been in your house. So a Zestimate is like, I guess, what you could almost call an algorithm that they use, you know, to, to kind of price or give you a price gauge. But, I mean, they don't know about the, you know, the brand new cabinets you installed or the granite countertops or, or you know, what you put in your home, and they're not pricing it accordingly. So I think you know, being local and being able to go in and, and take a look and give you that feedback, I mean, that, that makes all the difference, man. It's it's right now a marketplace where you have to have somebody that understands the true in and outs because even when you get down to a specific neighborhood and where one street sells better yeah. than another street, one type of lot, whether that be a corner, cul-de-sac, along the normal street, all of that makes a difference. How much do you emphasize, how deep in the nitty-gritty do you guys go, let's say, with your CMA analysis of coming up with a comparative market analysis on the price of a house for a seller? How deep into the weeds do you guys typically we go, go? deep, man. We go deep. That's what we pride ourselves on is really crunching the numbers. And I'm not afraid to say I'll lean on Charlene for that. <laughs> she sits silently she, watching. Listen, mm -hmm. she didn't go to somebody crunches it, the numbers NC in this family State for nothing. But um, no, but but her and I will 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 take a very deep dive into that because I think it's important, right? Not to miss the mark, man. You can overprice a house, and that can be a death sentence for a seller. Um, you can underprice a house, and that can also be, you know a death sentence. Sure. So money on the table that you left that you could have used for your next purchase 100%. or cash in the pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Man. But we want, I mean, like I said earlier, we help buyers and we help sellers. So I think that's important because when we're walking through with a seller, trying to figure out where we would price their house, we know what matters most to buyers. We know what trends they like. We know, you know, if they switch and do this kind of flooring or they update their countertops, their cabinets, we know also what sellers can put into their property to then get a higher return too. So we do that a lot. Yeah. It's our Deering Team concierge service. Okay, concierge service to me translates to communication. Mm. Yeah. How important is communication throughout the entire oh, transaction process? One. It's got to be, yeah. I mean, and I think that's why we get a lot of referrals and we work, you know, um, we're able to connect with that seller or that buyer immediately because our communication is, is has to be superb, man. You have to be on the same page. You have to give them... When we're pricing a house, Charlene will tell you, we give, we're a little different, we give A, B, and C. And, and A is as is, if you don't want to lift a finger, but this is where you are. B is, okay, let's do a little bit, but you know you don't want to break the bank. Or C is, 
if you want to get this price, we can get you there, but this is what you need to do. And if you're willing to do that, you know, I can put an extra, in some cases, we put sixty, eighty thousand dollars mm-hmm. $80,000 on top you know, in people's pockets when yeah. they sell. And that's a big difference, but that's the expert knowledge of you understanding how are buyers reacting in the exactly. local marketplace to specific things, features, locations, neighborhoods, schools, all of that kind of stuff that's important. But communication in just like something's going down in the transaction, do you guys shy away from tough conversations in transactions? No, you can't. No way. Never. No. I can't. Not even a hesitation. Like, no, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. No, you (laughs) be shy away. (laughs) All that happens if you do that is then, you know, down the road a day or two later, they know now that you've known. Like, and they'll ask you too, like, how long have you known about this? Like, was this really an issue? I mean, you have to tell them, you have to be up front, just rip the bandaid off because things are going to happen in a transaction. I mean, it's normal. But being on top of it and communicating through it and problem solving, I think, is the most important. Yeah, that's one thing. So, Charlene and I, like, we always. We start a, a full like text chain with all of us on there. And our, my number one thing after I meet with someone is we're going to be in full communication. You're going to have access to both of us, and we will not miss a beat. My phone rings. I answer it. I answer every call I make. And if I don't, I, I get back to you within an hour. have to. That's just what I do. And, I, I mean, communication would be our number one thing. It has to be. In this world where a lot of people are wanting to, like, text instead of phone call, like, to me, I I don't mind texting to a degree, right? Like, if you're quick text or it's friendly, right, that's all good. But a lot of brokers, I find, just shy away from from phone calls in general. And so how do you guys balance that, like, hey, no, we need to get on the phone and hash this out? Or do you even take it even farther of, hey, let's get face-to-face together and work on this? Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the situation. But Josh Josh talks on the phone all the time. I have to. I'm I'm a... Because I feel like things can get misconstrued misconstrued or muddied Mm -hmm. up when you're texting. And you can't, that's with anything I do. That's with a client. That's with um, a broker. Because I want to, I want to, first of all, I want to call you and feel the energy, like how it's going. You know, I want to know. And I think that's important to understand and to adapt to the situation. And you can't do that through a text. You got to, I mean, you got to call and you got to, um, you know, make sure that you're not missing something, you know, because those texts can go south real quick. Mm-hmm. It's rough whenever you have electronic communication. You can't, I can't, it's like easy. email. Like, yeah. so I always start my with, hey, hope all is well. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing well, back the, from that's you. That's the southern like, in you, oh my Justin. Gosh. But, you know, there's certain cues in email, like per my last email. Like, you don't know how to always read it from sure. someone. Like, are they yeah. being kind of shysty or yeah. are they, you know. Just being It's definitely careful. one of those things of like, okay, is this person being nice? Let me just get on the phone before I even respond. And that's amazing how what is now considered almost an old school style of communication. That's how I learned, right? Like I get a lead sheet in the morning and I'd have to call Absolutely. all the numbers. That's yeah. what it's about is yeah. the ones who do the best in real estate in particular are the ones who pick up the phone and will dial. That's me, man. Yeah. I'm a dialer. I used to, I used to make, no lie, Justin... I made a hundred calls a day. Ask, mm-hmm. ask, she'll tell you. Hundred calls a day to to start my business, and you have to. Yeah. 
and I'm, I live and die on the phone. There you, you know? go. So, And that's great. And that's what's the point of the local marketplace is to find people who work hard in the marketplace that care about your actual transaction, your specific situation. Everyone's got something else going on in life. So if you're looking for a real estate broker, particularly in Cornelius, particularly in Charlotte, Josh and Charlene Deering of the Deering team, Sirhant is the brokerage. What's the website that they should go to if they want to uh, check you guys out? Yeah, you can go to www.sirhant.com or if you want to go to our personal site, it's thedeeringteam.com. There you go, thedeeringteam.com. Also, wsicnews.com, where you can search for all the most local real estate. You've been listening to today's Real Talk. Come back next week, and we're going to talk some more real estate here.